0: Let's get to the show with your tell it like it is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick unless you act like one first. Hey guys, it is time once again for 40 plus real men, real talk. I'm your host, Rick Clemens, and I hope everybody is doing well out there, staying safe, staying healthy. This little COVID 19 thing has got all of us living in some interesting closets of our lives right now. And one of the things that I know for us 40 plus guys, Is sometimes we just need some camaraderie we need that opportunity to get together and I want to make sure you know that every month we have a 40 plus real men real talk chat with guys over 40 and we talk about everything everything from erectile dysfunction to doing better in your careers to staying healthy to how to handle your kids how to handle the empty nesting whatever comes up for us 40 plus year old guys even if that means how do you become the competitor in your life and learn how to really take your competitive edge and make it into something more that you want. And one of my buddies that I met through, as most of you know, I do some coaching around speaking and stuff. He went through a program that I'm involved in. He has just released his brand new book, which I'm going to have him talk about here shortly. But Jake is one of those guys who he's kind of just, he's an encourager. In fact, he has the title Chief Encouragement Officer I love this because he goes in and he works with organizations around the country to really help them develop that kind of mental resilience and be leaders. And I think for all of us as men, sometimes we think I've got to be a leader and I've got to be that mental guy and I've got to have that accountability. Yeah, 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 you do. But you can also be a really cool guy about it, reach your goals and commit to your actions. And that's why I want to have my buddy Jake on. So. I'm going to shut up and let him come on. Jake, welcome to the podcast, man. Looking forward to this conversation.
1: Yeah, I I am as well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Of course. So you just talk now. I don't do anything else. It's all (laughs) you, buddy. I mean, you're a speaker. I didn't know. I know.
1: It's the speaker training. Usually you've got the (laughs) keynote queued up. You're ready Uh, to go.
0: Yeah, where's the PowerPoint? Where's the okay? Where's the lights? Where's the stage? All that sort of stuff, right? Oh, so let's kind of just talk about currently. We all know what's going on. Your book came out. I want to talk about that. But here we are. We're all sitting in, as I like to say, and I'm actually getting ready to record a separate podcast about this from my other podcast. Welcome to living in the closet, folks. This is what it's like. You know, you're kind of shoved into doing something you didn't know. So, what do you feel like as a guy that's kind of just kind of got into this, and you work from home like I do? I'm just curious, What has this whole COVID thing done for you? Is it like going,
1: I don't know what I'm doing. Are you're like, cool, let's just keep going, man. I, you know, I think like a lot of us, it's a, been a roller coaster yeah. um, from a number of different ways. And some of that's been not understanding some of the feelings you're having inside. Right. Uh, you know, I know we talked about we, we connected through the, the speaker program. And right out of the gate, uh, I had three events cancel. Mm-hmm. quest refunds, uh, mm-hmm. that I hadn't anticipated having to pay that money back. Um, I had two other events push entirely to the next year. So we kept deposits, but we, you know, anticipated revenues gone till next yep. year. And so mentally I was kind of the first three, I was, I was upset, but I was like, okay, let's go, let's go. And then four and five hit. And I did a, a video on it on, on Instagram just for kind of our followers. And I was like, listen, Like today's the day you just get punched in the gut. Like everybody's got those days. And this is the one for me, like mentally it was five. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a shock. Uh, But like, I was like, you know what? I'm just kind of fried for the day. So I went and and made uh, a mezcal margarita, which is kind of my go-to watch some Ozark that night. But I had a plan for Saturday. I wrote down the three things I'm going to knock out Saturday so I can get the momentum going. And so for guys and us in the state, it's, it's dealing with those emotions, understanding kind of the the grief or the change in normal, but not allowing it to hold us captive. I think that's the biggest key for all of Mm -hmm. us is we're all having to adapt. We're all having to pivot. Some of us have have lost jobs. Some of us have lost income. Some of us are going crazy with spouse and kids in the house and pets and everything that we're just not used to being here this long. But what we can do and what we still control in all that sense is our attitude, our efforts, our actions, and how we're going to choose to show up every day. And so for me, it's just been a constant training of what do I focus on within my control and what am I doing today to do just a little bit better? Not worrying about COVID, stay-at-home mandates, open-up mandates, what's going on, what's news, what's fake news, all of that. How can I focus on my lane?
0: And I love that because in a way, what you're describing is what you really speak to. It's like every day is a competition, a competition with yourself, with the external stuff, with your own mind, with other people's stuff. And as I was thinking about this podcast, I was sitting back and just kind of thinking over the last few weeks, like, okay, have I, have I stepped up and have I allowed myself to just keep going and really battling my own battles and i realized how much i have learned to okay this kind of sucks but let's keep going because that if i do that then i'm going to lose the competition if i let go and step into that spiral i'm done and i know this about myself cuz i'm a guy who tends to suffer with depression from time to time and i thought you know what every day is a freaking competition but i'm loving the competition i've never it's been a long time since i've worked this hard because I'm like, okay, I kind of had my rhythm, and now it's like, oh wow,
1: rhythm gone. You know? Rhythm is gone. But rhythm. like, like a lot of us, like the idea of how we see challenges and yes. adversities. There's only two ways to look at it. As there's a woe is me, yep. or there's let's see what I've got. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two. And and when you start, and that's 100 percent your choice. Like people yep. love to play that it's outside of their control, but that choice is ours. How we choose to see that is up to us. And so we can look at the change, the adversity, the challenge, getting out of sync of like, uh, and then we let it go and we let it fester. And it just weighs on us. And we just continue, like you said, to go down that spiral or we say, let's see what I got. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I can do a little bit. And the cool part about that, the cool part about what I see when people take that second initiative is that all of us are being watched the people we live with, the people we interact with online, offline, line coworkers, everyone, people are always watching us. And when we tend to do things differently than what they expect or what they instinctively do, then they start to ask, well, why do you have that perspective? How are you doing that? Why do you seem so positive? You look like you're, you're still taking these lumps in stride. How is it? And then you have the opportunity to influence and impact those people to encourage them. And so I'm all about that. I love that, that you're taking on that challenge and you have that. One of the things that it's touched on a little bit in this book, uh, because I'm crazy and like most authors, I feel like we have our second book in mind before we finish the first one. Uh, The second one is around the concept of winning the next possession, which is what you said. And in Mm -hmm. sports, if you dwell on a missed shot, if you keep thinking about that made shot or that touchdown pass or that point scored, You're going to fail on the next play. If your brain and and focuses on what's behind you, good or bad, you can't do well in the present. And that's a perfect exercise for what we're in today is how are you going to win today's possession? Forget yesterday, if you were out of sync, uh, if you had a bad day, if you had a great day, how are you going to show up and compete and win today?
0: I love that. And it's interesting that you brought up that whole Thank you to the second book because when I was writing my first book, my, my book coach at the time, we had been working together a couple of months and sh- we, I showed up and she's like, Okay, so how's it going? And you know, kind of, okay. And she goes, Okay, so here's my challenge I want you to start writing book number two. I'm like, <laughs> What? <laughs> and it, but then it made sense because because, like speaking, so for those of us who speak, sometimes we'll be creating this really great speech and we keep building and building and building and suddenly like, okay, well this one will go for two hours. It's like, okay, I got to cut now. Yep. It's interesting as I, and cause I'm writing my second book right now and it's interesting how that helped me to get to that. And even as I've started writing this one, I've been coming to little things, <laughs> chapters and stuff that I've already got the titles for. I'm like, you know what? No, that actually isn't going in here. It's going over there now because it's that, keeping that mindset of, okay, but what needs to be in this one versus what needs to be in the other one and sorting it out. But one of the things that you said that I think is really, really powerful, just one thing, everything else you said was crap. So I'm just letting you know, Um, was that piece of thinking about the next possession. I love that because I've been doing a whole lot of, oh my gosh, what can I do now? That was how I first was in that mindset, right? you know, and I'm not speaking as much as you do or other speakers. I'm mostly doing individual workshops and stuff like that. And then of course I work for, you know, our buddy Grant and doing a lot of stuff for him. My own personal business dropped out. All my coaching clients dropped and I'm like, okay, well, yeah, most of the guys that I would be working with, they're like about ready to jump, you know, jump out of their marriage or they're about to jump their job and go do their own thing or they're like just everybody was pre-leap right yeah and nobody's gonna leap right now there's no reason i mean a few of them i'm still talking to but the bulk of them like nope not doing this gotta see what happens see what kind of money i have and i was like so focused on okay what's next what next, next but then i couldn't focus on what to do right now and suddenly i sat down one day i'm like okay here's what i can do I really need to lean into these guys that they are in the pre-leap stage. They are in the pre-leap and they think they can't do anything, but there's actually stuff they can do, which ironically is what you just said too. It's like I was so far ahead thinking, okay, what's next? What next? The same way my client is thinking, what's next? What's next? Oh, I can't do that because now I'm isolated. There's a whole heck of a lot they can do right now. Actually probably more they can do because they are isolated. They yeah. can think about why they want to do this. They can think about what are the consequences. They can think about the fears. They can think about the excitements. They can, there's so much processing that they can do, and they can get a whole lot more done. And I think it's important for any guy, wherever we are, in any decision to realize if you're too far ahead thinking about the next thing or the next score, you're going to miss what's happening right here that might actually get you there quicker.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. The, the one thing I love so much about sports is it's never over till it's over. And for most of us as a fan, the greatest games we remember watching or being at always involve a comeback, mm-hmm. always involve like our team being down coming back to win. I know for me, as a TCU guy, it was five years ago in the Alamo Bowl, we were down 31-0 at half, and we won the game. But you don't jump all the way back 31 points in one possession or two possessions. You do it one play at a time. And and the teams that find a way to come back, the people that find a way to keep going and growing despite adversities. Yeah. They, they have an idea of where they need to go five, 10, 15, 20 plays ahead, but they're just focused on winning this next play. Cause if they don't win the next play, the next possession, they're not going to be able to get the ball back and move it down the field. And so it just kind of builds and, You said it's all about shifting our perspective off of everything going on around us to what can I do today? You just like you, my speaking was cut off. Our friend's speaking is cut off. There's no stages till I mean, tentatively, I'm sitting on a June one, but more than likely I expect everything to be August. So when I looked at that, I get all these text messages from friends. Oh my gosh, how are you doing? You you can't go speak. And my first thought would be like, oh, this is terrible. And I, and it is, it's an instinct reaction. You lose money, you lose opportunities, you lose momentum. But then I think about it and say, I haven't had this long of a stretch at home between, cause I'll be home from March 12th when I got home from my last gig till early August. I have not not traveled for that long, a period of time in over a decade. And for me thinking about that, I said, okay, I don't have the excuse that I got to prep a new talk, get on a plane, work on the PowerPoint. I've got time to create. What can I build? What yep. can I do? And, and the book timing worked out well because we weren't supposed to release till June. And so we got moved up because other production projects were pulled out or held. And so now I'm like, okay, we're shifting focus to this. We have a new podcast show that we're launching this mm-hmm. summer. Uh, that's a daily, just a daily quick hitter. Yep. Uh, but I would never have had the bandwidth to create it, the time to focus to create it if I were still traveling, speaking every time. And so it's on each of us. Are we going to choose to say, all right, I can't do that, but what am I going to do today? Exactly. Or are we going to be like, oh my God, I'm three four steps ahead. I can't do all those things. I shouldn't do anything, right. which is what most people kind of gut reaction. If I can't do it all, mm-hmm. I can't do anything.
0: And I've noticed myself included when this first started happening and a lot of other people, it's like there was this immediate knee jerk reaction to either, okay, let's go fix this now, which Nothing wrong with that kind of attitude or throw our hands up in the air. And I think it's that balance between both of those extremes of, okay, here's what we are going to do. You know, this is that next thing, you know. And it was ironic because as we went into this, I had not only did I lose a bunch of customers, but then Uncle Sam said he needed this much money from me. And it was like, okay. And I just kept breathing through it. And then the more I started thinking about, okay, well, okay, I know I'll be fine because I can do this and then I can do this. And then I started spending even more time actually like working in the office because I wasn't going to the gym. I wasn't like, Hey, let's go take this break and go do something else. I was like, okay, well now we're back to like full-time figure out life stuff. Right. And I've gotten to a place because of that, because I've been able to focus and go, okay, I'm creating a new paradigm for me. I'm much more energized. And I think that's part of what, if people will take this opportunity to go, this is my time to really rethink so much stuff and get refocused on what's really important or how to grow my business in a completely different way or how to keep on the same path in my business, but what else can I augment into it So that if something comes up again, like this, that I'm good to go, you know? And also, how can we re-energize relationships that we currently have because of this? Yes, I hear people joking about, I can't stand one more day in the house with my (laughs) spouse or whatever. But I can tell you, and this is coming from a guy who's been with his husband now for 18 years, it's been interesting to see the changes that have happened for us in a very good way. Just because, okay, we are here. And not because anything was wrong. I'm not, you know, we're a typical couple.
1: Like, But the, all the, the distractions you know. are gone, right? Exactly. You can't go out, you can't escape. Right. You can, I mean, you're forced to be in that space where mm-hmm. you're forced mm-hmm. to confront yep. those things.
0: Yeah, and it's such a, a powerful place to be in. So, So I wanna get to the book because this is the thing that you made room for. <laughs> To happen a lot quicker, obviously. And I'm curious if you had one wish, this is like, I hate asking these kind of questions but <laughs> just because if you had one wish that somebody would pick up the book and take something away from it, what would be the biggest thing you'd want people
1: to take away from that book? You know, I think the biggest one that I would want them to take away is the thing that I'd messed up so long on is believing this idea that success and achieving success in your career, in your life comes down to the talent you have, or just if you're in the cool crowd or not Hmm. like, and I wasted, you know, I laugh in late high school and early twenties. I had this just kind of arrogance that I was going to win. I was going to hit my dream job. I was going to do all this just because that's what happens. Like you yep. see it in the TV shows, you see the stories, it just naturally happens. And so I had a really bad habit of, I'd keep myself busy doing things and, and staying active and maybe working on a little projects, but I just felt like a tipping point was coming. Yep. If one person wore this shirt, my company would take off. If one person hired me, to, you know, that kind of thinking. And then, you know, going through kind of a down period in my life, I started reevaluating what I believed was success. And was I off? And what I started to see is the similarities between life and sports. There's always outliers, mm-hmm. but in sports, you win the game on Sundays because of the work you did the previous seven days and seven months prior. Exactly. You just, the the quote is you earn your championships in practice. You just pick them up on game day. Yep. And that rings true with life. It's the little seeds and little work that we do every single day in the book. I call it, it's the small can't see choices we make every single day that have done enough over time, create the can't miss results. We want Hmm. On the flip side. They also create the can't miss results. We don't want if we neglected, if we avoided the things like that. So what I just want them to take away with is this renewed perspective and maybe just a, a small paradigm shift. I would say perspective shift that things that we want are not elusive to us. It's not a magic formula. It's not a one relationship, one podcast, one book changer life and make everything better it's the results of the little things. And, and really the mm-hmm. point of the book is say, here's the seven little choices that consistently I see leaders, successful people make, and you have the ability to make them too. Yeah.
0: And so much of that comes from just that mindset of having a slight shift in mindset. It was really funny after all this started going down and it was about a week into all of this. And, um, It was right after in California, Governor Newsom had said, okay, you're shutting down. I'm like, okay, well, you know, hey, I work from home, you know, no biggie, right? And then the next week I'm like, I just was like, I was like, I'm just feeling like, I just want to scream and I'm like, you know, and I'm like, what's going on? So I hopped online with a friend of mine and said, Hey, I'm just feeling this. And he's like, I'm feeling it too. And I'm like, well, what's up with that? And he goes, I don't know. And then he goes, hey, let's bring such and so in on this conversation. So but before I knew it, there's like three of us having this conversation, right? And the last guy that joined, he said, well, I think I figured it out for me. Everybody's invaded my territory. We all used to get to work from home. Now everybody's in here. And it's almost like the population's in what we're doing. And I thought that's really an interesting vibe because that's probably energetically to some degree true. Yeah, And so I knew in that moment, I had to like kind of re-engineer what I was thinking about, you know? And then at that moment, I would seen the nice tax bill and I'd seen two more clients go, hey, love you, but just, you know, I can't spend this kind of money right now. I'm like, okay, here we go, you know? And I thought, what can I do? What can I really do? It's not what I can't do, it's what can I do? And that one little shift in the thought and I know this intuitively, because I can coach other people through this, but when it's yourself, it's like you need to give yourself even a swifter kick in the ass sometimes it's like, okay, stories this- for all of us, right yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um and I think it's so important to see, and I love this what you put in the book about the small can't see choices produce the small can see results. you know it's that wow, we get so stuck in the can't that we cannot see the cans, and um, it's powerful stuff, so. So what's next for you, man? You got another book coming? Where are you going? What? You know. Yeah,
1: I mean. I mean, other that, than
0: before we got online, he's like, yeah, I'm going wine tasting. The wife already <laughs>
1: said that. So the w- <laughs> his wife see. is already lined that one up yeah. for when we get back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you know, the, the biggest one for me, obviously book two is outlined. Actually, similar to you, I have a, it's, I call it the parking lot. I think Ron Tite, uh, yeah. I, I heard him use that. And so I have a, an Evernote and a mind map where mm-hmm. I've got, four to five books laid out and some of them are strategic from a speaking standpoint to go certain audiences. Uh, and some of them are just like the, this comes up, like you said, I'm trying to stuff too much into a talk or a speech and so I'm going to put it over here. Right. The writing is that continual piece. Uh, and then this summer, the daily competitor, our new kind of daily podcast we've seen like this, we've seen different podcasts do well. Um, and, and all of our interviews do well. Um, but me managing a lot of it was, was not going as well as my team would say. And so uh, we've kept our kind of weekly format, but really pushing to where I create just tons of little bite-sized pieces. Uh, and so that's the big project. So, yeah, we're just continuing to diversify. Uh, but the book's a big one, pushing the book out, getting it into people's hands, hopefully helping them shift that perspective just slightly. And, and obviously when we're sitting in the middle of this, when we right. come out of it, there's going to be the ones that are kind of not only ready to hit the ground running, but kind of have a renewed focus and, and yep. the ones that are scrambling. And so we hope we can help both of those groups be in a better position when this all kind of blows over.
0: It's awesome, man. I can't wait to sit, hear that new podcast. I love, I just, the power of podcasting to me is just, it's one of my great joys. I love doing this more than just about anything else. Well, maybe you, you and me not both. as much as drinking wine, but <laughs> uh, it's, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. So, but yeah, it's, it's,
1: fa- it's it just is- amazing. How long have you been doing this one?
0: Uh, this one, we're coming right up on a year now. So. Okay. And my other one, we're we're way beyond that. About- we're four hundred and seventy some episodes.
1: So, I um. I figured you were quite a few in on that on yeah. the other show. That's, yeah. it's just fun to have conversations mm-hmm. that you would have never originally thought of or had.
0: Right. Yep. Yep. And especially on my other show, the Life Uncloseted show, it was such an LGBTQ focus. Yeah. And now we still do that, you know, I I just, I'm in the midst of recording Pride Month stuff, you know, even though there's probably not going to be a whole lot of Pride Month going on, but I'm telling a lot of other stories. I'm telling stories about people coming out of huge tragedies and people coming out of, you know, life, you know, scares and you name it. People coming, walking away from six figure jobs and why that was important for them to drop that and go travel the world because they're all coming out stories, you know, and um, it's just fun. It's the fun part of life. And I think that would be the thing I'd love to challenge all of you guys that are listening to today's podcast for sure is to realize the competition in your own head is the thing that's going to probably keep you most from getting done what you want to do in your life. It will always be the thing that takes you down. It will be that, that tackle on the field that will knock you out. And I'm pretty proud that I could say something like that, being a gay guy. I'm like, hey, I actually got this sports lingo down, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, actually, I'm kind of a, a weird little sports fan in
1: my own head. But um, who's anyway. your team? What's your sport? Who's your
0: team? Um, you know, it's weird because I love college football, and so I'm an oh, Oklahoma so State boy. But um,
1: oh, okay. I'd rather watch
0: I'd rather watch college football than professional oh. football. I'll, I, I mean, if, if professional football's on, I might. If it's somewhere, I'll watch. It's funny. we'll go we'll be out of a bar you know and my husband's not he's not a sports head at all he's just he loves individual sports like cycling and stuff like that that's and we're both that way but I can sit and watch a football game and he's like I don't know who you are (laughs) you know so he's like I didn't know this and it came up a few months ago and he's like it was with the kids He's like, "Have you ever seen your dad watch football?" And they're both the both girls like, "No, I'm like, oh, I used to go to the football games at Oklahoma State all the time. And yeah, and they're like, "We don't know who you are, Dad. <laughs> we don't know you. So uh, but yeah, I love it's it's just fun to see the different layers of how humanity manifests itself in any competition, whether it's a football game, a basketball game, the Oscars any of that sort of stuff, the tone, you know, it's, I just love seeing because you kind of see the depth of humanity and the surface of humanity and everything in between. You can see how somebody really shows up when it's in that competitive state.
1: You do. And, and like you just said, we, I think the reason for that is simple is because the idea of competition is ultimately the goal is designed to get you out of your comfort zone yes and some people avoid that at all costs and some people seek that because mm-hmm. they understand growth is there it's not a win or lose and my identity is disrupted and and i'm i'm at a loss i'm a loser as a person it's win or i figure out how to win yep, yep. and it, you're right watching it in any of those arenas is fascinating because we amaze ourselves at how much more we have in the tank Mm-hmm. than we ever give ourselves credit for so Absolutely. yeah you you hit it and, and like yourself I'm a college football guy it's hard for me sometimes because I'm a TCU fan and I feel mm. like the smaller schools get screwed sometimes in, yes, the, in the big picture yep. so NFL kind of gets me a little bit more mm. but yeah I'm, I'm I'm through your big 12 football through and through
0: I enjoy watching golf too
1: and that just drives my husband nuts
0: <laughs> he's like I can't believe you can sit and watch golf I'm like well I play golf so it's not like I'm gonna sit there all day and watch it but I can sit for a while and go, oh, cool. Yeah, you know, wow, that was a great shot. You know, dumbass. You shouldn't know. I don't say dumbass because I'm like, who am I to talk? I could, I'm barely getting it off the tee. So
1: I was about to say, I've hit somebody with a golf ball before when I was in high school. So oh. I, I forever don't have room to talk about golf.
0: Yeah. Well, Jake, I love this conversation, man. And I hope all of you guys that do listen to this realize there's an opportunity in everything that's happening right now. It's the thing that I feel like has driven me in my own way to be more competitive with myself on, you can either compete to just fall flat on your face or you can compete to move forward. And I'm definitely in a space of moving forward right now, even though I don't, I don't know what's on the other side. I'm hoping, I think most of us don't know what's on the other side. I'm hoping that some of the stuff I'm putting into place puts me in a different position of, okay, now this is a whole new thing I'm doing, but it's really where I'm supposed to be headed and just embracing that and realizing this is a good direction to go. So appreciate you being here, man.
1: Thanks for having me, buddy.
0: And anybody who is listening, who would like a copy of Jake's book, the first two people to email me at Rick at com, I will see that you get a copy of Jake's book. So Jake didn't know that was coming, but
1: didn't thank you sir of course so
0: again thanks for being here brother thanks for listening everybody everybody stay safe healthy and keep stepping out stepping up and stepping into living your 40 plus life no excuses no fears and no apologies that's a wrap for 40 plus real men real talk where size doesn't matter we drop our bullshit get over our screwed up fears make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 Plus Real
1: Men, Real Talk, where the conversations continue.